All right. Um, your hair loss. I hate to bring it up, but if it's happening to you, you're freaking out. And women don't understand how much this freaks guys out, but it really does. 85% of men suffer from some sort of hair loss. Uh, my dad was completely bald when he was like 18, 19 years old, uh, then shaved his head for the rest of his life. And it was, and I grew up my whole life thinking, I'm going to lose all my hair. I know what it's like. There's a hormone called DHT, and a possible solution is helping this hormone DHT. Very expensive in the past. You had to visit your doctor. But here, if you know Keeps, Keeps is offering a generic version of these two approved hair products. So uh, they're up to 90% effective, effective. They're totally affordable. Keeps is where you can find this special deal. Go to keeps.com slash uh, WHB for your free online doctor consult, your first month of hair treatments. It's keeps.com. All right, the New York Times, the New York Times is actually editing themselves now. They're actually editing facts out. This is according to the reporters that say, okay, we had the line about Kavanaugh, about the woman not remembering that the incident, um, you know, and, and, and we had that in there. It was the editors of the New York Times that had it removed. Oh, so now they're hiding the news, but that shouldn't be anything new. Last night, some new evidence was discovered on the Twitters of Elon Omar. Wait until you hear the latest. Oh, it should be an interesting day unless the news decides to edit it all out which they have so far. We'll give you this delicious story on Elon Omar in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, been talking to you about Simply Safe for a while now. You've heard how home security systems work when it comes to police response, the average response time, uh, because uh, a home break-in is usually not a home break-in. It's usually a false alarm. It takes police about 45 minutes to get there. Well, um, here's the thing. You can cut that down now to seven minutes. Seven minutes. Pizza delivery guy gets there to your house faster or gives you something free than the cops do. But it's not the problem with the cops. It's seven minutes time in to have them arrive at your house if they have video verification. Now, video verification is something that, like, you know, Google would have or some big company they would have video verification. So they have somebody on the premises and they see it and they check the, ch- the cameras and they're like, yes, there is somebody on the third floor. That's why the cops can get there fast. But yours, because usually it's the cat that has stripped it. I'm just saying that's what cats do. Um, for $15 a month, you can have that kind of security where if the alarm goes off, they will check the camera and see, yep, 
somebody was trying to break in. They call police, give video verification. They're there in seven minutes. This all happens for $15 a month with no contract. All the peace of mind and quick response time from Simply Safe. SimplySafe.com. You get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a hundred dollar value. That way you can have that video verification. You'll have eyes on your home twenty four seven. Video evidence if somebody tries to get in, and your free HD security com- uh, camera comes for free as you order your system at SimplySafeBeck.com. But you have to go there. SimplySafeBeck.com. So, Stu. Uh, Glenn. <laughs> Stu, Stu. You know, I've, Stu. I've, I've spent many, many hours. Many hours. On these airwaves. Yes. Saying how much I hate social media. Right. And how worthless it is. <laughs> yes. It's worthless. I can't Would you say that it. today? Today is today. one of the days you that social media uh-huh. is worth quite a bit. Yeah. It appears. I we this cannot is, figure out. A, uh, we can't. We've been trying. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can you check this? Yes, we did. It's verified. All right. Mm-hmm. It's so good that we just have this feeling like it can't be true. But we've checked every way we know, uh, and it it passes all the verification tests that we know. Yeah. Look, it's too good to check. But we actually did check it. <laughs> yes, that's right. And so we far, take our own advice. I am at that point right now of saying like. The only thing I have to believe that there, this might not be true yeah. is that it's, it's just, just so good. Well, that's that's part of it. Right, okay. But it's also we you know, uh-huh. I just don't understand how this person would not have deleted this before a couple of hours ago. Uh arrogance. Arrogance? Arrogance. Because I don't know I guess sloppiness and arrogance. Okay, sloppiness. Slop, sloppiness. You didn't see it because arrogance. But you would, would post it because you're so arrogant. In or you're just at that point kind of unknown. This is back from 2013. Yeah, I guess we're talking about Elon Omar. By Elon, the way, by the way, do we have the Elon Omar theme? Oh, we, I think this, this is, is good day this is it. this is actually theme worthy. Yes, it to certainly have is. Elon Omar. It's a happy way to tell the story. It really is. Elon Omar. Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar. Okay, so we've been asking for a while, did Ilan Omar marry her brother? Now, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds Does ridiculous. It? Well, on the surface, it sounds like God, he doesn't have a birth certificate. He wasn't married. He was, he was uh, not born in America. Well, here's the Hawaiian newspaper announcement from, what, 1961. Yeah, well, that's not enough. Okay, whatever. So it sounds a little ridiculous. However, the Minneapolis Star Tribune has looked into this. Several other journalists, including us, have looked into this. No one will pick this story up. No one will pick this story up in the national press. And there's a lot around this. But one of the more interesting claims is that she she married her brother. Now, the reason why she married her brother is because we think she wanted him to go to school here in the United States uh, and uh, and get some, I don't know, family discount or what, whatever. Um, but the 
the interesting part of the story, which we'll explain, is there's all kinds of evidence online. There's pictures. We know how she got into the country. We know that her family was split. Her Half her family took one name. Uh, she took the Omar name, which is not her original name. Uh, she took the Omar name because she went in, which was very common for Somalis to do. They would come in as a family, even though they weren't a family. They'd get some some members of a family, this case, the Omars. And then the Omars would be in the refugee camp and they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is our uh, this is our other daughter as well. That's how she came in. That's how she got the name Omar. That's not her real name. Okay. Now, <clears throat> her real name, I think, is Saeed, is it not? Um, it El, El, uh, El, El Nur Saeed, I think. El Nur Saeed is the, is the, f- is the father. Abu Naur Saeed is the father. Okay? Got it. Got it? Oh, oh my gosh. Do I have it? Yeah, you have it. Okay. Got um, it. All right. So, <clears throat> Elmi Naur Saeed is the brother. Okay, so <laughs> what? Yeah, Elmi was her was Ilan's last name, we believe. Yeah, I think it's right. like President Xi. His right. name like is Xi Kim Jinping. Jong-un. Yeah, right. it's like, the reverse. Right, Kim right. is the la- yeah. Right, okay. right, okay, all right, okay. No, no, right. I, this is I, this is important. All right, no, it's important. It is important, and I can, I I'll get I'll, you know what I'll tell the story the right way here in just a second, okay. so it can take you all the way through it. But let me just give you the. Just the the great tweet that was found last night, buried in all of her tweets. Uh, this one was posted six sixteen thirteen. So in two thousand thirteen, she wrote. Oh wait a minute, six sixteen. That's uh, that's a summer. Oh, that's around Father's Day. Hmm. So she wrote, "Happy Father's Day to my Abu Nawr Saeed." I am forever grateful to Allah for giving me the best father. Then she uh, links uh, to uh, an Instagram, an Instagram mm-hmm. uh, pic. Um, now, here's, here's the problem. Her father's name is Nur Omar Mohammed. Or is it? This is the person that we've been saying is her father, not Omar. But this is her father, the one she verified in her tweet in 2013 as being her dad. Now, if that's her dad, she's committed crimes, right? Uh, yeah, she's committed crimes. She's married her brother. Uh, and uh, all the stuff that she's talking about with her brother is uh, a lie. Oh, that's not my brother. That's not my brother. That's my husband. Mm. No, that is clearly your brother. If this is your dad, because we have pictures of you, your dad, and your brother and your sister together. What a weird thing that is. <laughs> we also have a we have evidence, and we know for a fact that dad, sister, and brother all live together in England. We we have pictures of that guy who lives in England being your husband. So 
We're not sure how to make this out any other way, Elon, other than you married your brother. This is such a stupid millennial mistake. Oh, this is crazy. You're in the middle of committing this crime. You're like, I got a tweet about it, though. I just love... That is the the typical dumb way this should unravel. Yeah, yeah, and what's amazing, here's what's amazing. You would think, well, she hadn't committed anything yet, okay? No, no, no. She married her brother in 2009. She got a divorce from her brother in 2011, and it's a legal marriage. What's weird is she was married to another guy in a faith marriage, and she got married in a Muslim faith marriage in 2002. They had two kids. Then they got a faith divorce. A month later, she has a legal Christian <laughs> marriage with her brother. And she's a big, hardcore Christian. Oh, big Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Ilan Omar is a big... You know, very... I mean, when, when you think Ilan Omar, you, you immediately think, what preacher do we call to get this <laughs> wedding done? <laughs> Don't you? And, and when the, I think the explanation here would be... Uh-huh. She had not really um, established herself in any public way where she would need to care about what she was right. tweeting, right? Like, no, right. the average person is not going to get in trouble for this Correct. when it comes to uh, a tweet. Like, you Correct. know, the, the, there's no immigration service going around, like, looking for tweets of, of this type, right? That's not a thing. Right. But when you become a representative, people start looking at your record and actually care about yeah. what you've done. And the fact, and the fact... That she was, she had a faith marriage with two kids. Then she gets a faith divorce. A month later, she gets a legal marriage, a Christian marriage to her brother. They honeymoon at college for four years. The minute he graduates from college, she separates from her brother, but doesn't divorce. She separates from him. Then she gets a new faith remarriage a couple of months later, literally like two months later, she remarries uh, in faith to her old husband. But then in 2014, she files a joint return with her husband and the faith marriage. Okay. Obviously. But she's married legally to her brother, but she hadn't gotten a divorce yet. Then the lies just spiral out of control. It's, I, honestly, I, it's so confusing. Without looking at the chalkboard that you have here, it's almost impossible to understand. This is why, by the way, we did a big special on this. You can go to uh, YouTube and watch it. There's a Blaze TV special. Yeah, in fact, let's retweet that. Let's yeah. retweet those links out. But there are several. Uh, let's see if we can get the Blaze to put those up at the front, too. So you can go. If you're a subscriber to the Blaze and you haven't seen this, There is a special that we did. We laid it all out, and it's super, super clear. Um, And when you see the facts, it's it's pretty open and shut. You know, we couldn't, we can't prove that she was the one that put this tweet out. But we can tell you that it's in the Wayback Machine. It was deleted, what, about two hours ago? Uh, we're going to we're going to talk yeah. to one of the guys who found it uh, coming up in in just a second, but this is this is her saying that's her father. If that's her father, then she's not an Omar. There's your first fraud. She came into America under under fraudulent terms. Her next fraud is marrying her brother for what reason? Oh, by the way. 
the kids, the ex-husband, and her new husband, her brother, were all living together at the same place (laughs) in the same house for four years. So I'm sure the kids understood that. You know, hey, I'm just going to have relations with my brother, your stepfather. Oh, well, don't don't worry about it, kids. I'll be back with your dad as soon as we finish school. Alan Omar. I want to talk to you a little bit about Dale. He's a he's a listener to the program. He was always a tough guy. You know, he worked years in construction. He was the kind of guy that would look at me and go, you're pathetic. You know, that kind of guy. He had stamina. He had strength. Everybody knew, you know, everybody knew him as the guy. Well, <clears throat> then he had back problems. You know why? Because he was working. That's why. That's how you get back problems. Well, I got it because I fell. But other people get back problems because they're working. And that's what he had. He had two back surgeries. Then he had to have soldier, uh, uh, a shoulder surgery, a knee replacement. Dale had lost what really Dale felt made, made him him. And I will tell you that with pain, I have had many, many mornings. And I'm just now at the point to where I'm not humiliated uh, by it. Um, but still feel super tender to my wife for putting up with it and and being so kind. I had many days where she would have to get up and button my shirts or she would have to uh, tie my shoes. Um, and there is nothing like being a man and standing in your closet not able to button your shirt and having to ask your wife to get up and help you. It is horrible. Especially a guy like me. I'm practically all chick. I can't even imagine what it was like for Dale. All right. Dale heard me talking about Relief Factor. Didn't have a lot of hope, but he decided to give it a try. Dale, I was with you. Within a couple of weeks, the pain was almost entirely gone. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. It's not a drug, and it's not a miracle, although it does seem like it. Doesn't fix all the problems, but man, it really reduces the pain, makes it totally livable. Some cases, it's gone. For $19.95, you can get the three-week quick start. It worked for Dale. It worked for me. Get Get your quality of life back. In my case, and I bet Dale feels the same way, get your life back. Want to be drug-free? Want to get out of pain? ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so you know how this, this started? This started with Elon Omar being exposed on Somali Blogspot. Now, the Somali Blogspot is this this place where the Somali community in in, in Minnesota all kind of hang out, and they they you know share stories, and you know there's all Somalis. Well, uh, there was a story on Somali uh, Blogspot from Abdi Johnson. Now, it was a it was a post where he said that. Um, she has a marriage fraud and it's going to be exposed. And the user went on to explain how she uh, married her brother to help him get into the United States. And he 
lists the social media posts to back up his case. Local media did nothing. But then, all of a sudden, Abdi Johnson disappears, and all of that is deleted from the Somali blog spot. Why? Why was that deleted? Well, I contend, and this is just speculation, but I contend uh, there is there is a a mob like atmosphere in this community, uh, and if you speak out about the wrong things. You are silenced one way or another. This is not unusual, and it is not against Somalis. You know, the Germans had it. The uh, the Irish had it. The Italians had it. Every group has this mentality, especially when they don't speak the language. They're new to the country. There can be real control. I also contend that the reason why no one is looking into this is because Keith Ellison is the attorney general in Minnesota. Keith Ellison, what a surprise, is the guy who left Congress to become the attorney general so she could become a congresswoman. It's a nice little warm and cozy relationship. By the way, the woman she has now left her third husband, she now will be her third husband if she, wait, one, two, three, he would be her fourth husband. She's left her first husband twice and her brother once. Now she's dating a guy and wildly in love with, um, she's dating a guy who used to be Keith Ellison's main, I don't even know, fundraiser? What would you call him, Stu? Because he wasn't really a fundraiser, he was, but he, but he was being paid like he was bringing in millions of dollars, right. and she's paying him millions of dollars or uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point. Whatever he's doing, it's valuable. It's very that, valuable. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff that is really, really wrong with Elon Omar. The question is, will this discovery that just happened in the overnight? Of a tweet she posted in 2013, wishing the person we have been saying is her father, which links her marriage now to her brother, wishing her father by name a happy Father's Day and saying she's forever grateful to Allah for giving her the best father. Uh, I don't know. Seems pretty clear now, doesn't it? Anybody else want to look into this? New York Times, are you too busy deleting information? You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, whether you're buying or selling a home, there is one thing I can almost guarantee you'll feel constantly during that, and that is stress. I know from personal experience, every time we have bought or sold a home, and a lot of time, the main reason it was so stressful is the person whose job it was to make it not stressful was making it stressful. The real estate agent, they don't call you. They don't, they don't follow up. They're not doing what they promised. Are you sure you've priced the house appropriately? Are you sure we found the house? You're not screwing it up, right? Have they responded? Are we responding with the right offer? So many things to think about. You need a professional and somebody you can trust. That's where realestateagentsitrust.com come in. We will recommend a real estate agent in your area that is the best in your area. 
They will contact you after you go to the website and sign up. Somebody from our office will contact you, usually within 10 minutes if it's business hours for sure. Uh, And we want to make sure that you are taken care of. These people are the best in your area and they respond so you can buy or sell your house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, Your response on uh, Ilan Omar and her Father's Mm. Day uh, message to Abu Nur Saeed, uh, which is not her father's name, according to her. Her father's name, according to her, uh, is Naur Omad. uh, Oh, sorry. Naur Omar Mohammed. That's Mm. how she gets Ilan Omar from her father that she claims is her father. But now we found another tweet uh, from 2013, happy Father's Day to my Abu Nur Saeed. I'm forever grateful to Allah for giving me the best father. Now, <clears throat> which one is it? By the way, uh, the one she just said happy Father's Day to is uh, the guy who is uh, the father of those who we allege is her brother. Her brother. Who she married? Would be very coincidental. Very coincidental. coincidental. I mean, there's a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tweet actually ends. It says, "Thank you, grateful for to Allah for giving me the best father." Eh, dot dot dot. So it's an a eh, dot dot dot, and then an Instagram link. So this was not an, an, a native tweet. What it was is an Instagram post that she cross posted to Twitter. So it is cut off in the middle of this word. Now, does she say? You know, thank you, Allah, for giving me the best father. And I wish that he was actually my real father because he's not. And I actually am. Can you <laughs> I go don't back? Know. Can you go back to the Wayback Machine? Unlikely. And get, and get the, Instagram? the Instagram post. I don't think so. It doesn't look like well, we can I, I get tried the to way back. come up and it has not come up. We can get the Wayback Machine on uh, on the tweet because yeah, on the tweet and, we and, have it. And probably the most damning part of this, right, is as soon as it was found by Caleb Hull. Uh, immediately after she deleted it. Uh, so, again, wow. so why... So she's got something to hide. I, and this it is, would seem. And this is, what, the 20th thing she's yeah. deleted since all this started? Yeah. She, as soon she as someone keeps, finds something, she starts deleting we it. We have the tweets of her saying, this is my sister, this is my brother, this is my father. Uh, here's another one. I mean, how, you know, before it was like, mm. well, I, how do you know those tweets were real? Well, because you just deleted this one. You within two hours of being found, you deleted it. So we know this one is true. Well, I don't need to answer unless you know that I did it. Well, the Wayback Machine shows that you did it. This one we do know. It was posted. We have it. We had it for two hours. Then she deleted it. So we'll get more into that. I hope mm. to have uh, Caleb on with us. Caleb Hull is the guy who we think found this. Um, he said the tweet is from 2013 on Elon Omar's official account. Appears to be damning evidence that she did indeed marry her brother. Wow, she probably should have deleted this one as well. All right, we welcome Pat Gray to the uh, program, part of uh, the uh, Blaze lineup. You can watch him every day prior to this show. You can listen to him on Blaze Radio, or you can listen to the podcast. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Great show. Very, very funny. And welcome, Pat. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Have you seen the story about the Chinese uh, drug situation? (laughs) 
No, no, I have not. Actually, it's America's drug situation that is provided to us by the Chinese. I now see you go you to Walmart. Are not going to believe the coincidence. All right, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, you, tell you the story. go to Walmart and you know just about every product there is made in China, right? <laughs> I had no idea our antibiotics are made in China. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. And and not only not only that, but also uh, other kinds of medicine, mm-hmm. super important medicine like mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, mm-hmm. just so. I mean, this is the biggest advance in modern history. Most people agree antibiotics are the thing that is that has helped the world the most. Yes, uh, it's all made in China. So American national security officials are now a little concerned about a scenario where the antibiotics and other drugs that are manufactured in China could be cut off completely. Or they could send them to us tainted uh, with something. And because most of our supply comes from there, the vast majority of our supply comes from there, really not much we could do about it because we just we rely on these drugs that are manufactured mostly in China. Uh, they're growing increasingly concerned about China's potentially hostile ambitions the pharmaceutical uh, supply chain is receiving new scrutiny as a result. If China shut the door on exports of medicines and their key ingredients and raw material, U.S. hospitals and military hospitals and clinics would cease to function within months, if not days. Okay, can I can I can I can I give you? Mm. I'm going to just read a couple of uh, the paragraphs of a monologue I'm going to be doing later today on okay. this broadcast. Yeah. Because we were talking about it yesterday, so we did our homework. Not that story, Mm -hmm. on something else. Trade wars are nothing new. Neither are drug wars. History doesn't always repeat itself, but it usually rhymes. In the 17 and 1800s, China very reluctantly cracked open the door to allow limited foreign trade. It wasn't that China was opening up as much as they were just getting tired of foreign powers pestering them about trade. By the early 1800s, Great Britain was the most prolific trade power. So once China cracked open the door, the British tried to kick it in because of their insatiable thirst for tea. Silk, porcelain, big hits from China as well, but tea became the king. By the mid-1700s, tea had already made up 25% of the English East India Company imports in Europe. It didn't take long, now listen to this, for a trade balance to develop. Because the Chinese liked selling their stuff to high-rolling Europeans, but they didn't have much use for the Western stuff, cotton, wool, manufactured goods. China just wasn't interested. Britain rained money on China, but they weren't getting any business in return from the 1780s to the 1820s. The Great, Great Britain was running a deficit in the millions of pounds. So Britain had an idea on how to break this trade war. They had to find something that the Chinese would be interested in buying. The solution was a little drug called opium. Mm-hmm. Since Britain had taken over mm-hmm. India in the late 1700s, they had plenty of access to opium, which grew well in northern India. The opium worked like a charm to help cre- um, correct the trade imbalance. By the 1830s, China was importing 14 tons of British opium per year. So wow. how did they break the trade war? Opium. Opium, yeah. How are they breaking the trade war possibly? Why is the government looking into this right now? Because of 
antibiotics and other drugs that they are making for us. Right. That right. I don't think is a coincidence. That is China knowing history and sure us is. not. Yeah. And and planning for the future because that's what China does. China plans, you know, not a year or two in advance. They they plan 50 or 100 years in advance. They're really patient. They've been around a long time. They're pretty wise and uh they do things like this. And conveniently they know they don't what have they're to doing. Worry about any elections. Right. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to plan for a long time. Yeah, it does. When you don't have to worry about when anything. When you've got a guy who's in there for life. Yeah, you just kind of kill everyone who doesn't like you. Yeah. Uh, it makes it a lot yes. easier. It also is easier to sell your product when you don't really care about standards. True. I mean, think of the control that they have over us if they are providing our medicine. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's it's chilling. Yeah. We talk about, hey, the steel industry. Oh, we Try need drugs. to steal it. Try drugs. What what if, if we're not making our own drugs and antibiotics and China is and we go to war? You want to live like the 1860s? It's interesting too because one of the reasons why the trade stuff has been damaging to the economy is because China is the one with the high standards. Like they go to China mm-hmm. because they have higher standards than many of the other countries we could be producing it in. Their, their, their supply chain and, and production uh, processes are much more refined than other countries. So, I mean, that is a, it's quite a statement. It's quite a statement, especially when you're talking about ingesting drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they ever decide to get nasty with us, that would be a pretty good way to get... They could kill tens of millions of people Yeah, if they tainted drugs that are going... And we might not even know what's going on, why people are dying for, you know, a while. It would take some time to track that down. It would it would be a catastrophe. It would be so what is so what are we doing about it? What's the story uh, say we're doing about s- it? It said the Pentagon is starting to take notice. Uh, okay, well that's but they don't say comforting. exactly what we're doing because I don't think we're doing anything right now. I don't know what we can do because everything's produced there from blood pressure medicine to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, epilepsy, depression medication, and the antibiotics. So unless we start taking all of that on and producing it here, uh, which I would recommend we start doing. <laughs> I would recommend we start doing that big time. Like right away. Yeah, or even yeah. stockpiling. No, you know, right. I read it's a... going to raise the price of those medications, which is what everyone's complaining about True. already. True, but you know, that's, something done, the government, that's something the government should do. That's something maybe the government, not, not st- I'm talking about stockpiling. Right, fronting right. enough mm-hmm. money to stockpile it, and then yeah. you know that stockpile is yeah. constantly you know uh, churned, so nothing you, ages. Could you stockpile that? I mean, that is an it'd in- be a lot. It'd have to be a lot. Of, I don't know of medication. You know, we haven't made you pens- should antibiotics and things like that. I mean, I, you don't have to have everything, but right. at least, but at least the antibiotics, life saving medicine. Antibiotics yeah. go. Yeah, you got nothing. We haven't made penicillin in this country since 2004. That's when the last plant closed. I, did we have no foresight? Did we have? Didn't we did talk we about? Never the, think about this in advance. Wasn't this one of the things? If I'm remembering the story right, um, they had changed some of the standards. The government forced a lot of these companies out of the country yes. because yes. they had changed. That the, seems familiar. Yeah, very familiar. and it was about vaccines and yes. and things like penicillin. Now, look, we all know it's more difficult to produce anything here in the united states it's a lot more expensive 
Um, but I would think that there are certain staples, right, that you want to make yeah. sure you or have at access least to. Yes. Mothball, or, or yeah, and, and you know, Mothball, the factories that made it. And if you're in the middle of a, a, a tenuous situation with a, a different country, like you, you want to spread that production out if it's possible, right? Like, how much can we get from Canada? <laughs> and right, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a because if, if everything's being produced in China. You are dependent on China. And if you're if you're thinking, ah, that can't happen. They would never do that. Listen to this line. <laughs> this may, maybe this will make you feel really good. A Chinese uh, manipulation of drug ingredients or supply may seem a, like a fairly remote possibility, but a state-run Chinese paper this week said that there's little chance the government would deliberately harm Americans by cutting off the flow of antibiotics. There's little chance. Wait, oh, okay. there is a chance, though. So, so you're saying, saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel really good. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good. Thank you very much, Pat. By the way, um, you can find all this Elon Omar stuff. Uh, you can find it at YouTube. You can find the um, the video that I did on Elon Omar. Just look for Elon Omar. I just tweeted it, too. Uh, Twitter.com slash World of Stew. Um, or I think you're going to do it at Glenn Beck. I know the Blaze just retweeted it. Um, if you search for Glenn Beck Ilan Omar special on okay. YouTube, you'll get it as well. You'll find it. Um, and this is one of the reasons why we really ask uh, for your support and become a Blaze TV member. We are one of only a handful. We're the biggest news organization that has covered this. We we don't believe that we are investigative reporters but there are times when nobody else will do the investigation where we have to do it ourselves. But we're getting to a point to where the the New York Times edited out the information uh, on the Kavanaugh story. They The editors took out of the story that the victim, quote unquote, had no recollection of this. Well, that's kind of the important part, isn't it? Yesterday, everybody was blaming all these writers and the writer of the book. No, no, no. It was the editors of the New York Times that did that. When you have a, an, a press organization and a global press that is not telling the people the truth, that they have, they have safety bars around everything, I promise you this, and you know this to be true, and we have paid heavy, heavy prices uh, for this in the past. If we believe something is true, we will tell you. We will do our homework on it, and we will tell you, even if it goes against what you want to hear. We are not playing any games with the truth. The truth will set you free, and only the truth. So if it hurts our side or anything, we'll still tell you. But how many people are doing that? Please support us. Join the Blaze now. Sign up uh, for a year. You'll get $10 off when you use the promo code Glenn. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. All right. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor uh, this half hour. It is American Financing. I, I want you to be <clears throat> financially stable, and I want you to be financially sound. And one of the things that really... Uh, worries me is how many people have high interest rate credit cards. You're paying double digits, some of them 16, 17, 18%. And that's almost impossible to get out from underneath that. If you have any equity in your home, 
I urge you, please call American Financing and see if you can get a consolidation loan to cover those credit cards and then get that debt under controlled and, and paid off as soon as you can. Because the interest rate on credit cards is going to go up. It's going to be harder and harder to get loans in the future. Please go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. MLS 182334, Welcome to the program. I'm so glad that you're here. We have uh, a lot of things to cover today. We'll have more on Elon Omar, also Kavanaugh, the the uh, New York Times, and the new opium war. The new opium war. We were talking about China and drugs a few minutes ago. History doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes. We'll give you that coming up. The sponsor of this half hour is Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock would like to remind you the FBI says one of the fastest growing crimes in America is home equity theft. This is where people actually steal uh, your home title. Your home titles are all kept online in a digital vault, and thieves have discovered it's really easy to switch the titles uh, and do it actually legally. I mean, they'll forge the documents make it appear that you stole sold your uh, your home then they'll take out loans using your equity and then they'll stiff it and you're going to get the bill and you'll be like wait hold it what and when you get the bill y- you are sometimes evicted from the house because the you didn't take out the loan you're not the owner of the house so the bank is going to take that house from you and there's nothing you can do about it no nope. That's why a home title lock is there. They protect you, and the instant they detect tampering, they help shut it down. Uh, you get 60 days risk-free protection going on right now at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Protect yourself now and going forward to the future with HomeTitleLock.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The real drug war that's going on, the new trade war that is happening. Also, we have Elon Omar back in the news today for something new and not some stupid comment she made, but for another piece of evidence that shows that she is not... Omar. That's not her last name. Her father is not Omar. She gives us that evidence back in 2013. 
It was discovered last night, late last night, uh, on her Twitter feed, or I think her Instagram feed. She originally posted it on Instagram, then deleted it, but its trail was not deleted on Twitter until after about two hours of it being discovered, then she deleted it early this morning. It's interesting, to say the least. Our message to Elon Omar in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, living in America today, it would be really um, impossible to transact every piece of business that you do across the board with only businesses that contribute to conservative causes um, or, you know, at least don't contribute to liberal ones. It's impossible to do that. However, there are times when giant corporations like AT&T are giving giant sums of money to Planned Parenthood and to things that you absolutely stand against. So now what are you going to do? How are you going to get along without your cell phone? Well, you don't have to. Patriot Mobile was created to give you a voice, literally and figuratively. With plans as low as $25 a month, you can get nationwide service and U.S.-based customer service. You're going to get the same coverage because they're on the same cell towers as all the others. Everybody's using the same cell towers. So you're going to get the same great coverage. You're going to get better customer service and a better price. Most importantly, you're going to be funding this veteran-led organization and veteran-created organization that is not standing against your values. Right now, if you switch, you can upgrade your phone to a brand-new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. That includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, and so much more. Switching is easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Select your plan. Save $180 if you want on a brand-new Moto Z3 Play. Supplies are limited. Don't wait. Choose what companies you do business with. This one you can. You'll save money, and it's the same great service, except customer service is a little bit better, too. Save money. Do business. Put your money where your heart is. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. All right, I um, I want to make this really clear. Uh, I don't have a problem with Elon Omar um, because of her, um, because she's a Muslim. I don't have a problem with Muslims. I have a problem with Islamists, and I believe she is an Islamist. She supports Islamist organizations, care Muslim Brotherhood. She. What was I, the one that sent in her over to Israel? A mifta. I'll get into that oh, here in a second. Yeah. Um, she she supports all the things that I think are really really not good, um, and uh, I don't have a problem with her coming from another country, Somalia. Somalia was a war torn country. It was horrible, and I do want to be a place of refuge. But I want to be a place of refuge for people who want to be here and understand our culture. You know, we welcome refugees, but you have to be a part of America. Now, Elon Omar um, has a strange 
backstory. And there is new breaking news today, and you're probably hearing about it for the first time on this broadcast. It's only been broken on Twitter uh, by uh, Caleb Hull and a few others now are starting to pick this up. This is something that we have been on for a while. And uh, Congresswoman Omar, I invite you. I will never be nasty to you. I just want answers to questions. I invite you to be on this program. I invite you to come on television. I invite you to write to us and just answer a few questions. Because if this is false, America and and I should know it. We should stop saying these things about you if it's false. But the evidence is overwhelming. And luckily, you were incredibly helpful by aligning all, what, 15 questions on Twitter and you tagged her in them so she would know where they are. She could easily go back and find them in her feed uh-huh. and just answer each one. She can do it publicly on Twitter if she right. wants. That's, that's and even I'm going to, to do I'm it. going to add to that today, and I'm okay. going to retweet all of these oh, today. Good. So it's easy okay. for her. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, um, I said that she was you know, going to destroy America somehow or some way in a, in a uh, out-of-context Media Matters post. She was very upset that I was lying about her. And that I had said she's trying to destroy America. So I guess the first question is, how are we lying? Please clear these things up. I'm, I'm going to give you some, a set of questions here, including the new tweet that came out was discovered that you made in 2013. That seems like, I mean, smoking gun kind of proof that yep you married your brother so please respond provide any information first destroy america you're saying that i'm lying i'd like to know how i'm lying now the destroy america line like all media matter clips was taken out of context but how exactly would you describe behavior like embarking on a trip to israel sponsored by mifta MIFTA are anti-Semites. They published an American neo-Nazi treatise called Who Rules America? The alien grip on our news and entertainment media must be broken. This is one of the most vile, almost Hitler-esque kind of things I've ever read. It makes me uncomfortable to even read the words out loud. But that's who sponsored your trip to Israel. MIFTA also published blood libel, claiming Jews use the blood of Christians in the Jewish Passover. Really? This is who you find credible? They also celebrated a terrorist that killed 38 Israelis, including 13 children. I provide links for you, but I know you know this, but I'll provide all the links for you so you can see all of these stories and all the things that they are holding up. That's helpful. She doesn't have to search for them because that takes a lot of time, and she's a congresswoman. Uh, Mifta also celebrated a female suicide bomber named Wafa, calling her the beginning of a string of Palestinian women dedicated to sacrificing their lives for the cause. Now, does dealing with groups as vile as MIFTA, demonstrate the love for America and our values that you claim to uphold? Uh, Hormud uh, is something that you tweeted about. And I would just like to know, if you represent American values, can you help me out with a tweet 
where you said the United States must support uh, Hormud. It is a uh, it's a, a telecom company in Somalia, and, and you say it does great, great things. However, Hormud has been identified by the United Nations, not exactly a right wing organization, as a financier and supporter of the terror group Al-Shabaab, which is Al-Qaeda in Somalia. This is well documented. Are you working on the right side? Or are you knowingly engaging with all of these groups that happen to be aligned with terrorists and against the, I was going to say against the United States, but really against all mankind and freedom? Is becoming a United States elected official to promote U.N.-identified supporters of al-Qaeda, uh, is that becoming of, a, of an elected official here in the United States? Also, the allegation has been, married, uh, been made that you married your brother. Now, this one, Ilan, is the easiest to disprove, but please do so. Now, I know this is complex because if you indeed did marry your brother, there's going to be a problem on fraud. There's also going to be an immigration fraud because you're not an Omar. And we understand and, and I give you sympathy for being in a being in a camp a U.N. refugee camp and having the opportunity to come here to the United States of America and you come under a false name with another family. This is this is well documented that this is happening all over Somalia. It's why we had to stop so many people coming in from Somalia, because a, lo- a good portion of people coming in are not who they say they were. Now. This allegation should be really easy to disprove because if it's a nasty rumor, I want to help you squash it. I was not a birther. I didn't buy into the birth certificate thing. So I want to stand for the truth. But if it's untrue, why did you delete all of the social media posts that back up the allegation that you married your brother? And I'm not saying you married your brother for love. You were spiritually married to your first husband in 2002 and you had two kids and I claim that you love them and even during your second marriage with your brother I contend that you actually loved him and were actually living with your first husband your brother too but I think you were sleeping with your first husband because you had a faith marriage to him then you got a faith divorce in 2008 and a month later you had a legal Christian marriage to your brother, Elmi. Why? Why the Christian marriage? You are clearly a devout Muslim. Why would you get married legally to a Christian man when you didn't support the legal marriage thing with your first husband? You believed that Sharia law is greater than all other laws and so you didn't marry your first husband legally. You just had a faith marriage. Why have a legal marriage and a Christian marriage to your next husband, who really strongly appears to be your brother? And then why did that happen 
right before you and your new husband, a.k.a. your brother, went to college at the same university, North Dakota State University. And why did you get a divorce? I'm sorry. Why did you get a separation from your brother, your second husband, right after you both left college? You see, that's the fraud part. That's the part that's hard to figure out. Soon as you graduate, you separate, but you don't divorce him. Instead, as soon as you separate, a month or two later, you get re-faith married to your first husband. And why were you both living in the same house? Your two kids, your first husband, you, and your second husband for four years. I mean, I'm an open-minded guy, but gee, that seems that seems even wrong to do just to the kids, let alone your first husband. There's new evidence that came out today on her Twitter feed. I'll give it to you in one minute. June. She's 53, and she's a longtime listener to the program. She's a health and fitness nut, and she always claimed that the daily pain she felt for years was in her joints. It wasn't going to keep her from working out, and it didn't. She's about faithful going to gym on weekdays as she is going to church on Sundays and me going to the refrigerator every day. But June has to admit the difference in her life uh, because she was having pain, but she powered through it, but she didn't want to power through it. The difference in her life since she started taking Relief Factor just a few months ago, she says, is profound. She realizes now that while she was faithful about working out even through the pain, pain had stolen all of the joy out of her workouts, but not anymore. She's back to enjoying. I don't know, June. I wish you could convince me somehow or another, hypnotize me that working out is fun. Oh, I hate it so much. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. Relief Factor isn't a drug. For only nineteen ninety-five, get a three-week quick start. You could restart your life. You could get your life back just like June did, just like I did. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. These are these are questions that I have for Elon Omar. And I cannot think my staff and I we have beat our heads against the wall trying to give her the benefit of the doubt in every way that we possibly can. But the evidence is overwhelming. We don't know why others will not do an investigation on this. We can speculate. But we don't know why. Perhaps it's because unless she gives the answer or unless there is enough support from the American people, there's nowhere to go. If her attorney general in um, in Minnesota, who is Keith Ellison, if he won't do anything about it, who will? If people in Congress are too afraid to take her on because of care and all of her connections, who will? 
We are going to continue to ask the question until there is an answer. Now, this was just released uh, by Caleb Hull. He tweeted this out um, yesterday, last night at 11.08, 11.08 p.m. He said, Elon Omar's father's name is Noor Omar Mohammed. Okay, that's how she gets the Omar name. That's her father, allegedly. But her her alleged brother's name is Ahmed Noor Saeed Elmi. Remember, Saeed is the name Omar. It's not the last one. It's it's all jumbled. So Just remember Saeed. Saeed is the brother's name, his last name, if you will. She says she's an the alleged o- brother, Glenn. Yes, yeah, yes. She says she is an Omar, and so her father would have to be Noor Omar Mohammed who came in from Somalia and had his whole family there, and Elon was one of them. Now, this tweet from 2013 on her official account appears to be pretty damning evidence that she married her brother, Saeed. This tweet, which was then deleted in the middle of the night by Elon Omar, was a copy of something she had deleted earlier on Instagram, but she didn't go to Twitter to delete the connection. Yeah, and if you're not on these things, basically, if you're you could set up Instagram to automatically tweet the same thing that you just posted on Instagram, so you don't have to mm-hmm. do it twice. So you post it on Instagram once, it automatically sends a link to Twitter, and the beginning of your post that gets cut off a little bit. So we can't tell the entire message that she wrote, but we can see enough. Uh, to actually see the content right. about the father. And we do know at 11.08, this was online mm-hmm. on her uh, Twitter feed, okay? Mm-hmm. So we know this was posted by her on her Twitter feed, and we now know that it has strangely been deleted. What she wrote was, Happy Father's Day to my Abu Nur Saeed. I am forever grateful to Allah for giving me the best father. A dot, dot, dot. We don't know what the rest of that message was. But this seems to verify that her father is not Omar, but Saeed, which would make Saeed Elmi her brother. You can clear this up. Now, if your ex-husband is not your brother... Why did he live with a woman in England that you have referenced as your sister in London? Why does she consider your father, the one that you just said Happy Father's Day, as her father? Why are there photos of the two of you together? In 2016, you filed a harassment report on a DC cab driver where you called Layla your sister. Why did also another witness uh, corroborate that later? Again, easy questions. The American people should know. You just need to tell us the truth. You just have to do what you've refused to do, and that is address them. You also have claimed that you are not having an affair with Tim Minette. So why does his wife claim otherwise in official court documents? And by the way, I don't really care about your sexual life. I don't care about it. I don't want to know about it. But the fraud with your brother seems concerning. 
Now you're an affair with Tim Minette. Just admit that you're having an affair with him. He left his wife for you. You've been seen together, photographed together, etc., etc. But it's not really about him and you. It's honestly about the insane payments your campaign has paid him. Allegedly. No, we... She's an alleged congresswoman. We don't know. We don't know her name. That's allegedly Ilan Omar. Can you please tell the people who donated your campaign a reason that you continue to pay him $14,000 on one day, $21,000 on the next day? Oh, and by the way, he also worked for Keith Ellison, your attorney general. Allegedly. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Can you please explain? (laughs) All right, we basically live in the future right now. The technology that we all take for granted is stuff that would have blown our mind when we were kids. Honestly, it was stuff that, Stu, you remember us talking about technology, and we would talk about it, you know, in 1995, and I would tell you, these are going to come. Sure. And it seemed nuts, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Seemed nuts. We're living in that, and it's a brave frontier. It's a fun place. It's also very dangerous. Cybercrime is a monster that was unheard of when we were kids. Now you hear about it all the time. LifeLock seemed ridiculous when it first came out in the early 2000s. Now it's an absolute must. It will detect a wide range of identity threats, keeps you informed if and when there's something out there that somebody's trying to get a hold of or sell of your information. And if there is a problem, they have U.S.-based restoration specialists that work to fix it. Get LifeLock today. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK and get an extra 10% off. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save an extra 10%. Uh, Koki Roberts uh, has passed away today. Um, Sad news. I mean, it's... uh, it's like yesterday I found out about Rick Ocasek from the cars dying, and I'm what, what did he die of? Uh, old age? <laughs> I mean, he was like 75, 77. Cokie Roberts was 75. So, thought I'd let you know. Uh, let me go to John Ziegler. Uh, John is a uh, senior columnist at Mediate. Uh, he, hosts, uh, he is the host of Individual One podcast. Um, he has written a great couple of stories now on this this bombshell that ends up blowing up the New York Times on Brett Kavanaugh. Welcome to the program, John. How are you? Always good to be with you, Glenn. Yeah. So, um, uh, John, let's let's start with the Kavanaugh story that you wrote on Sunday. It was a fascinating story about you know how much they really left out of this story. It's not just that the accuser uh, has no accusation because they don't remember any of it. It's well, who made this allegation. Yeah, well, it's actually, Glenn, uh, th- th- it is almost impossible to fully encapsulate all the problems with the New York Times story in one column. I mean, I'm being very literal about that. And I actually think that while the conservative media has done a really good job on some aspects of the story, there are obvious aspects like the one you just mentioned that they don't didn't mention. Oh, by the way, the alleged victim of the second episode that is supposed to be this bombshell has no knowledge of this, and her friends say that they don't believe that it happened. They leave that out. That would be a big enough problem as it is. 
But I think we're missing something with regard to who the witness is. And it's not just political bias. This guy is a guy by the name of Max Steer. And when I read the uh, original article, I didn't know who Max Steer was. And it, it, it referred to him as a thought leader who who works at a D.C. nonprofit. Now, you know I have a pretty, <laughs> you know, you know a pretty good BS detector. But yeah. When I read that, I'm like, wow, That's I'm like at 11. That's like the Patriot Act. <laughs> I'm at an 11 on who this guy is. Right. So who? So so who is this guy? Well, we we now learn that uh, he was one of Bill Clinton's defense attorneys during his impeachment, which would automatically show at least some bias. But I'm not even worried about the bias element or the potential political motivation. Let's go back to the Clinton impeachment. Who was on the other side of that battle? Ken Starr's primary deputy was Brett Kavanaugh. What was the alleg- one of the major allegations against Bill Clinton that led to that whole situation? Him exposing himself to Paula Jones, which started that lawsuit. Which we- I mean, so, so let's, let's go back to this. Let's think about the absurdity of this. So, so Glenn Steer, in the midst of this incredibly intense impeachment battle, knows that his classmate from Yale... Brett Kavanaugh is a guy who he witnessed doing exactly the same thing that Bill Clinton is being accused of, and he never mentions this to anybody? <laughs> that is such an amazing piece of evidence. That is, that it, to me, when I read this from you um, yesterday, I, I thought to myself, that is the most damning piece of evidence on this article than anything else. And anything else, they didn't think that the guy who was coming after his client, Bill Clinton, he had witnessed, that attorney had witnessed him do exactly the same thing as he was investigating on the president. And he wouldn't bring that up. He wouldn't expose that. Impossible. 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 Exactly. And and what's remarkable to me is that I'm the only one I know of that's really made a big deal out of this. Yeah. And it's and it's not because I'm any great shakes. It's I mean, I, as you guys know, I'm I'm very disoriented in this story because I'm actually defending somebody I like, and I might actually win on this one. That's very strange for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that never happens. So, but well, I I really honestly believe that the biggest problem here is that there's so many issues in the story. I mean, they 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 leave out their biggest bombshell. There is a bombshell. In this new book by these Times reporters, who who clearly now, as we're learning more, snuck this into the New York Times. This was snuck in on a weekend uh, uh, in a story that was labeled something totally different about Yale's culture, uh, and they snuck these things in there that did not pass muster on the news side. But the biggest bombshell this book has isn't even in the article, which is that Leland Kaiser is now on the record for the first time. Leland Kaiser, Christine Ford's best friend at the time, who was allegedly at this party, mm-hmm. uh, which has no place and no date, no year even, uh, no way of getting home, no way of getting there, all sorts of problems. But uh, she is now on the record saying that it makes no sense to her, this story, and that she has no confidence in it, and that she was the victim of an intimidation campaign of Ford allies to try to get her to lie on her behalf. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you don't have to go to journalism school to know 
that's an actual bombshell, mm-hmm. and that's not even in the story. And it's not in the story because it doesn't fit the narrative that the New York Times and their liberal subscriber base wants. In fact, they would probably have gotten irate if the New York Times had given that the, the weight that it deserved because I believe it shows that Brett Kavanaugh is an innocent man, not someone who you can't prove this about. He's totally innocent and that the Ramirez story that this this Times piece was focused on is an urban legend. You want to know the closest thing I can come up with to this? Remember the Richard Gere gerbil story? Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. This is the maybe somebody actually did have a gerbil removed from them in a hospital sometime uh, and then it somehow got attached to Richard Gere's name. Uh, well, well, Brett Kavanaugh was the most famous person to come out of that fraternity at Yale. Something happened to Deborah Ramirez. And many, many years later, when it became uh, politically feasible, it got attached to Brett Kavanaugh. And that's what happened here. It did not actually happen. There's zero evidence when there should be plenty that Brett Kavanaugh did anything to Deborah Ramirez. And I believe that the Ford story is a a therapy-created memory where Ford was trying to save her marriage and came up with a reason for why she was a nut job and uh, and used Brett Kavanaugh because he was also famous at the time. And she's a lefty, and he's a righty. I, I will tell you this. I think the this is the first time that you don't really have he said, she said in this particular case that they are running uh, on now and trying to impeach him today, trying to in, in, to get to Congress to go along to impeach him on this story. Um, they all jumped on it before they had any of these facts. All correct. these politicians, Ocasio-Cortez and yep. Kamala Harris, they yep. all just ran with it with no evidence at all. Correct. So they have this. But because of who made the allegation, the former Clinton attorney, now you have something where you can look at that and say, there's no way. There's no way this is true because he would have used it at that time. There's absolutely no way this is true. And 100 percent. But let's even go farther with that. He also doesn't do steer, doesn't do an interview with The New York Times. Now, now, what does that tell you? That tells you, if you know anything about uh, political operatives, that he took his shot when he thought there was a chance of Kavanaugh going down. Mm-hmm. And now that Kavanaugh is confirmed, he's like, I don't want anything to do with this because, because I don't even have a victim that backs me up on this. Uh, he, he, no, I'm, I, maybe, he, maybe his memory contrived something in the midst of the chaos. Who the hell knows? Uh, you know, that was a very strange time during the confirmation hearings. But clearly he has no confidence in his own story because if he did, he'd be wanting to tell everybody and that he would be thrilled that the times wanted to revisit this because the senate even the senate democrats didn't take his story seriously they they never they knew about it mm-hmm. and they passed it off to the fbi so like, well, this is so john i want to ask you now for an opinion as a guy who writes about the media what the hell is happening i mean is there any sense at all from anyone in mainstream media that it's like, okay, this has gone far enough. I, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't, well, to answer your question, I don't think so yet. I wrote an interesting, I wrote a column, a second column about this today, which you can find on my Twitter feed, the Zygmunt Freud and the Mediate, uh, about why this happened. And I think you'll agree with this column when you get a chance to take a look at it, because it's, it's about the culture of the left wing mainstream media. And you have uh, uh, swum in those waters, as have I, on numerous occasions. And, uh, and it is my opinion that there was no one in the room when these decisions were being made about this story. Who has the mindset of you know someone like you or someone like me or Stu who might go uh, guys 
uh, hold on a second here. Uh, you know, not everybody is already convinced that, that Brett Kavanaugh is a sexual predator. I mean, they, they, everybody in that room believes that. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it does, there, there's not a lot of scrutiny on the alleged evidence that that's the case because they already know it to be true, even though it's not. And so there's nobody on the other side to go, hold on. And then there's a, the worst part of this, in my view, is the incredible amount of arrogance. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who work at the Times are Unbelievably arrogant. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, you know, God could tell them one of their stories is wrong, and all they would do is pass it off for a second fact check. Uh, I mean, they they really they 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 really do believe that if it's in the Times or if a Times reporter says it's true, that it must be true, and and that's no longer the case because. Frankly, you know, staffs have been cut. Uh, fact-checking is no longer what it was. There's a rush to get stories out there. And, and this is the other element, they are now beholden to a liberal subscriber base and to nut jobs on Twitter who are effectively editing their newspaper. And I think that's why they left the Leland Kaiser quote out, because if they put that in there, they would have pissed off a whole lot of their liberal nut job subscriber base. And that's not the way you run a newspaper of record. That's that. It's just a business. That's all it is. And their business model is appealing to liberals. All right. I've got about two minutes, but I can't let you go without saying, wow, how did you feel when Malcolm Gladwell uh, writes a book and a chapter is about Penn State and he uses most of your stuff and says, I think John Ziegler is right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, considering the hell I've been through in the last seven years, other than the one day I spent with you guys talking about this story, uh, which was a reprieve, uh, I was a little bit shocked, to say the least, although I've been working on Malcolm for quite a while. Uh, I've done an interview with him. I feel people will check out uh, from my, my World According to Zig podcast. You can also find that at the top of my Twitter feed. I hope people will take a look at it. Uh, if we Ten years ago, Glenn, I believe that Malcolm Gladwell, looking at the Penn State Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky case and saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Take a look at what John Ziegler has done, would have potentially changed the world. We don't live in that media climate anymore. No, we uh, don't. Much like, much like with Brett Kavanaugh. And the, by the way, the, the Kavanaugh story and the Penn State story are remarkably similar in many, many ways. And the, and the bottom line is neither of them are true, and there's no evidence to suggest they're true. It's all about politics. And I hope people will take another look. Uh, I was gratified, but I'm also a realist, you know, Glenn. And so, uh, I, No, I you're not. You're a, you are a bigger pessimist than I am. <laughs> you're not a realist. You're like every. Everybody is bad. <laughs> everything is against everything. We're all going to die. If you, if you would live my life on this Penn State thing, you'd be agree with me, Glad. I can assure you. But I was glad to get some sense of vindication. It might extend my marriage for another couple of years. <laughs> John Ziegler, uh, freespeechbroadcasting.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Zygmunt Freud. Uh, Zygmunt Freud is uh, that. You can find him on the Individual One podcast. Uh, and read him uh, at Mediate. Well worth listening to, well worth uh, considering uh, John Ziegler's opinion on many things. Yeah, I listened to that podcast, by the way, with Malcolm Gladwell. I mean, he was unequivocal. Yeah. Like, I, 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 he said, I think, it was something like, I am ashamed to live in a world in which ha- these people went to prison. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's, I, he was, I think that's, yeah. uh, that's real good vindication yeah. for John Ziegler. Yeah. John, thank you very much. Thanks, uh, guys. You bet. The USCCA is giving out $1,000 for free until the end of this week. That's 1000 bucks, a lot of money. Now, what would you spend it on if you were to win it? Obvious answer could be, I don't know, a new, a, a new AR. 
just to piss people off. I mean, if you win in Texas just to make everybody go, yeah, that's pretty smart. (laughs) You got to tell Beto that. Anyway, um, it's a good choice. You could buy, you know, any kind of gun. What about self-defense class? Pepper spray for those times when you can't carry or your kids uh, are in trouble and can't carry, obviously. This is part of USCCA's Confident Family Protector Giveaway, which is happening this week. Text Beck to the number 87222. You could win $1,000 for free. Just text the word Beck to the number 87222, and a confirmation number will be sent. The USCCA believes in uh, protecting every responsible American out there. Call, uh, or I mean text, the word uh, Beck to the number 87222. Find out uh, more about it and claim your entry. You could win $1,000 on Friday. For more information and rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. Again, the word Beck to the number 87222. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is mm. fun. We're just talking about there's no way that... I mean, it, it bothers me um, that... Uh, there's no victim here. The The victim is not part of this. The person who is the victim, quote unquote, with the uh, Brett Kavanaugh thing, says, I don't remember any of this happening. And now we're saying, well, I guess maybe she was drunk. Well, no, wait. Wait, was she drunk? Will she even admit that I was so hammered? This is their fallback position. I know. Right? And they're trying to say basically and, she. And they are trying to impeach him today on this. It's unreal. And the fact that they had this information and didn't include it. They are, by the way, claiming, and we have audio of this, they are claiming that the New York Times took it out of their article. Yes. They are saying the editors removed the part. If we have time, can we play that real quick? Do we have time to play that? In your draft of the article, did it include those words that have since been added to the article? It did. It It did. did. So somewhere in the editing process, those words were Yeah, I mean, I think what happened actually was um, that, you know, we had her name. And, and, you know, the Times doesn't usually include the name of a victim. And so I think in this case, the editors felt like maybe it was probably better to remove it. And in removing her name, um, they removed the other reference to the fact that she didn't remember it. Uh, If that doesn't work, that doesn't hold water with me. That because they removed her name, they also had to remove the fact that the witness, the the one who this is alleged to happen to, has no recollection of it. I don't need to know her name to know that's an important part of the story. The New York Times did a hit piece, period. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. We have over 1,000 agents right now. We could have 6,000 agents, but we don't want to have 6,000 agents. We want to make sure that we are able to monitor every transaction, everything that is happening, not because of for any other reason other than we want to make sure that that person is doing exactly what they promised you that they would do. These are real estate agents that are going to work day and night to 
to sell or help you buy the perfect home. They have a high sense of urgency. They are the best in your area. They know how to price a house to have it sold. They also know how to price it right so you get the best deal when you're buying. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Let these people, who I trust and you will grow to trust, handle your biggest investment. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I want to talk to you about the two million burglaries that are reported every year. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. I mean, burglaries are happening all the time. And I think the reason why people don't have a security system in their home is because the security companies suck. They got all kinds, you, you've got people coming into your house, they're gonna drill holes in your wall. Hello, Mr. 1972. That's why Simply Safe is just tearing this business apart. It is growing so incredibly fast, and it is the best in industry. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, no drilling holes or stringing wires. Around the clock monitoring is $15 a month, and you can cancel any time. When other home security systems are triggered, police assume it's a false alarm and it goes to the bottom of the list. But with using Simply Safe and their video verification technology, they can visually confirm that the break-in is happening and that gets the police there from 45 minutes instead to 7 minutes. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now at simplysafe.com/glen. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value, and you'll get the 24-7 monitoring and video evidence if somebody's trying to get into your house. So get your free HD security camera at simplysafe.com slash Glenn. That's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Stu, I don't think this has ever happened before. This is a very special day. Mm. Today is a day that I can actually talk sports and hold my own. Not even hold my own. I believe today is the day that I could run circles around you if we talk sports. You want to talk some sports? Uh, sure, anytime. Yeah, yeah. today is the day. Okay. You're ready to be humiliated I, with your absence of knowledge. I welcome the humiliation. Okay, well, I will. I am proud to be the humiliator <laughs> in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've been trusting Norton as a premier source of security for your uh, computer for a long time. We all have. Uh, and that's because they outdo themselves in the constant struggle to protect us from cybercrime. Now they have a very easy-to-use virtual private network, a VPN. It uses bank-grade encryption to make sure that no one is following you online. All of the information that you're sending and receiving, essentially, they build a secure tunnel around it so cyber criminals cannot see while you're connected to Wi-Fi. It also blocks all the companies that want to track all of your browsing activities. This is so important that you are protected, that your mind is protected, the way you think is protected, and all of your digits and everything else that could be possibly used by criminals. 
So you need a VPN, and Norton is the place that I recommend you get it from. Now, you download the app, you put in your username, passcode, one time, it allows you to uh, all of you, you know, use your phone, your computer, your iPad. Everything will run on a VPN, all encrypted, bank level encryption. Get Norton Secure VPN and browse privately. Secure your connections today. Just go to Norton.com/VPN. Protection starts at three thirty-three a month for the first year with annual enrollment. That's Norton.com/VPN. Terms do apply. Yeah. From the frozen tundra. Or something like that. For the very first time, Glenn Beck runs circles around Stubrigir, a Canadian sports legend. That's true. That part is true. I'm not Canadian, but I am a, a sports legend in Canada, to be clear. For fact checkers out there, I don't want media matters all over me. Should we talk about the Browns? Let's talk about the Browns. In fact, yeah. let's talk about let's talk about Beckham and the Browns. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, his full name. Uh, o- Odell Beckham. Junior. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jo- junior. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't need to think. I needed to say that. His nickname, of course. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into okay. all of those. Okay. 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 Let's let's talk mm-hmm. the facts here. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Why are you reading? What? No, I'm just curious why you're reading in the middle of the I know sports so well I'm going to run circles well, I just around Well, I just have a couple of notes here. Oh, okay. For instance, what was he wearing, uh, Stu, uh, when he took the field? <laughs> you are cut out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. Yes. I'm in trouble. You're in trouble. I am going to run oh, no. circles around you. This is the one Sports time. talk. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, yeah. wide receiver, Cleveland Browns, was, uh, was a little controversy around him as he was wearing... A very expensive watch. Yes. On the field. Yes. And now Glenn is going to run circles around me with watch talk. Yes. Is what I'm, yes. <laughs> this is what I'm yes. predicting. Well, have you heard what? Okay, so last week, uh-huh. you you know that he uh, he wore a uh, Richard Mill watch, which is was about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I had heard three hundred and fifty. May know. have been three hundred. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. This week. He wore another Richard Mill watch. Now, these watches uh, are absolutely um, uh, phenomenal. Uh, they are um, uh, turbines, which is a, a, a it's not even, it, they're so crazy, they're not even needed anymore, okay? Okay. They were made originally for pocket watches. Because a pocket watch, the center of gravity would always be at six. You'd put it in your your pocket, mm-hmm. and it would sit that way, and you'd pull it out, and the six would be you know going down to Earth. So the gravity, right? Okay. So a tourbillon had to make sure that uh, it was you could rotate it any way that you wanted, and it made the gravity thing go away. So the okay. inner workings of the watch it are made particularly it rare. Particularly expensive and rare, mm-hmm. okay? And it makes it so it is the most accurate timepiece, okay? Okay. It keeps that it's a, the 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 machinery in it, if you will. It it's in a cage and it swivels no matter how you move it. All right? Mm. So it's crazy. Seems amazing. And they usually start at about $150,000. What he wore uh, was this yesterday, yesterday or the day before? Uh, he, last night. Last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. What he wore on the field last night 
was a $2.2 million watch. What? $2.2 million. It is a uh, Richard Mill 5602. It is a Torbean. Uh, it is it is completely transparent. Now the, his watches are known to be. Um, I, I believe they they may all be made out of carbon. Uh, they are you you can't even feel them on your wrist on your wrist. They are so incredibly light, but they're big. This one is made out of a solid piece of sapphire that they have to hollow out. They hollow it out. It takes them 450 hours to hollow out the sapphire. It's all glass. Then they take another 350 hours to polish it perfectly clear. Then they take a a 0.3 millimeter cable like a cable on a bridge right they take this cable and they attach it at the 12 the 9 the 3 and the 6 position and they suspend the gear inside the watch so it's floating inside the watch Okay, this is a lot of work to this get the is time. A lot of work. My phone just it's on it gives there all you the, the time. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't do anything different but tell you the time. Right. Okay. It is the hardest surface ever. It's they say it's impossible to scratch unless you're using a diamond cutter. Okay. So that's what he took. There's only, by the way, there's a a total of ten of these that were made. Ten in the world. In the world. And he's wearing one in the middle of a football game. Ten. Unbelievable. My guess is he's not buying these. My guess is he doesn't own those. Oh, really? That's my guess. I could be wrong. Ah, so it's like I, a marketing thing? Like yeah, they're paying yeah. him to wear them. Yes. Richard At, Mill is a big mm. sports fan. He's a big auto racing fan. Uh, and so mm. he he likes the, he likes his watch being seen in sports. He gives them sometimes to elite tennis players in exchange for advertising. I think this is an advertising campaign that uh, Beckham is doing. And they're obviously all they have to do is pay him more than the fines, right? I mean, it, for it to be smart for him to do it. Oh, do you have a fine if you're wearing You're not supposed to be wearing... Wait, wait. This is your sports segment where you know everything about sports. Remember you, why were you I asking was me? asking you rhetorically. Oh, okay. Yes, there's a fine. You're not supposed to be wearing uh, foreign uh, hard objects uh, during the game, which could be wind up being a... So issue. why is he why is he getting away with this without being fined? I, I I've never seen anybody wear a watch, especially one like the first one he was wearing was huge. I mean, it was like yeah. noticeably well, they're very, big. They, yeah. They're very hard, mm-hmm. but they are very light. I mean, he would not it would not throw you off at all. You would you that's the one thing about these watches. You you don't even know you're wearing it. It is. I've seen him one time. I've been to a store that carried them. And I said, I got I to gotta try it on. And the guy was like, okay, don't let anybody see this. And I tried it on, and it's an amazing feeling watch because it looks so big, and yet it's so heavy. Right. I mean, it's, it's so light um, that it's phenomenal. So he, it wouldn't affect him playing at all. But I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't be wearing it out there. But I think, <laughs> no. I think Richard Mill would want it out there because everyone's talking about everyone's his, his talking watch about now, it. right? Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think they find him yet. They are, uh, they're saying as of right now, he's not being fined. We'll see if uh, if he continues to push it, how how long that works. 
So, so he's not he's he can't wear anything for advertising. If he was given these watches, could would he be? Would that be advertising? I mean, it's not advertising if it's a watch, right? I mean, I I don't know. I, I mean, the fact that they're the fact that you're talking about it, right? Is a it's a guerrilla campaign, yeah. right? So I don't yeah. think it would necessarily fall under yeah. that unless there was an obvious arrangement that came to light. Yeah, I think it's somebody's going to figure it out. Though. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Unless he purchased them, then you're just dumb as a box of rocks right. for wearing it. Yeah. You know, hey, I got a two and a half million dollar watch on my arm. A 300 pound guy's about to stick his helmet onto your two million dollar watch. Except it does say something. This is why this one really stuck out to me. Because why would you wear a glass watch? Well, if it's the sapphire that took a thousand hours <laughs> just to make the sapphire, a thousand hours oh just to make the sapphire. Uh, and it's the hardest uh, surface they say in the world. That's what what better than having, you know, a three hundred and fifty pound monster come after you and not hurt the watch or scratch it. It's a good commercial. It's a great commercial. Mm. All right, sorry to That's make you feel stupid. Talk. Yeah, no, I you definitely. Yeah. I would have not have known any of those things if pretty not for amazing. The I mean, yeah. I hear people talk about it all the time. They're like, well, "Did you see this watch? No, no, no. Look those watches up." The, the, I'm a fan of the watch world. Um, you didn't want to talk about his 89-yard touchdown catch? Or well, maybe we'll do that next time. Oh, We're going to okay. leave it here. Right. Mm-hmm. Put it down on the field, and we'll pick it up later. Okay, I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> Dale was Dale is a listener of ours in the audience. He was a tough guy. He'd, he'd know what that meant, Stu. He'd know what that meant because Dale's, you know, he's one of those guys. And, mm. You know, he worked construction, uh, you know, big football guy, I'm sure, you know. Uh, but anyway, two back surgeries, soldier surgery, uh, shoulder surgery, and a knee replacement. Later, uh, he's not really feeling like uh, he used to feel. He couldn't work outside anymore. He suffered pain throughout his body all day long. Pain that weakened him both physically and, I imagine, Dale, emotionally. Well, then he heard me talk about relief factor. He didn't have a lot of hope, neither did I. And he decided to give it a try. Within a couple of weeks... The pain was almost entirely gone. This is my experience. This is Dale's experience and thousands of others in our audience that have tried it. I want to hear your story, please. Relief Factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. Relief Factor, not a drug. For $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start. It's not a lot to see if you can get your life back like Dale did. Try it now. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. What? There no is s- s- speculation from uh, yeah, blue checkmark sources. Uh, Darren Ravello, this one. Um, they are reporting a watch media site. Which I know you probably are big. big what's fan what's of this. Mo- what what watch watch media site? Uh, I mean, you're going to be. Say? I don't know necessarily all the watch media sites out there. But do they uh, quote which one? Watch uh, Anish, um, original luxury watch menswear media based in okay. London. Don't know it. Um, anyway, they've got. Uh, they are reporting this now. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. They've got like pictures, and I'll send you the link. But they are saying that uh, it is a just a cheap fake, not a real two Shut million dollar watch. 
Now that would uh, actually make me think he's smarter because I, any the fact that you have one giant contract, which he has, I mean, he got a $95 million contract does not mean you should be buying $2 million watches. There's a certain no. amount of wealth you need to be buying no. a $2 million watch. And it's not yeah, $95 it's, million dollar contract, not. which all of it's not guaranteed. Plus you're paying taxes on it. That is not See, a good I didn't, investment. The, the, I didn't think there was any way that uh, he bought that watch or at least didn't get a deep, 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 deep discount. Right. Maybe he bought the first one. Mm-hmm. And then after the reaction, I thought maybe the watch company called and said, hey, you want to wear this one? Possibly. Yeah. But like you see this happen at like the Grammys, right? Like some, Correct. Uh, the new actress of the, you know, the hot new actress will have the the ridiculous million yeah. dollar Van Cleef jewelry. Van Cleef kind of stuff. And it's not like they actually own that or, or wear it. Um, but that is at least the accusation now online, which I guess at the end of the day, I really did know more about this topic than you. <laughs> so, no, you that's... know speculation <laughs> no, from right. from some blue check mark that you can't even pronounce. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly. Um, but I'm I'm trying to pass on the important facts. It's funny because um, there's a lot more that we have on this than the media has on Kavanaugh. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, yeah. We have more facts. We have more facts on this, and we're just you know. This Kavanaugh, about a watch. this Kavanaugh story is is so unbelievably reprehensible. I mean, how do they? It, Donald Trump is right on this. People should lose their job on this. Now, I don't like the fact that the president is saying that, but if if the New York Times wanted to have any credibility, they would fire people over this. Yeah, again, they're saying the we're, I, we may get into a blame game here because the of authors of the book are saying the Times did it to them. We have that clip again. Can we play that one more time? This is from uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's show On last night. MSNBC, last night. In your draft of the article, did it include those words that have since been added to the article? It did. It, it did. did. So somewhere in the editing process, those words were Yeah, trapped. I mean, I think what happened actually was um, that, you know, we had her name. And, and, you know, the Times doesn't usually include the name of the right. victim. And so I think in this case, the editors felt like maybe it was probably that better is to an remove olive it. Leaf. And in removing her that name, is an olive branch. Um, they removed the other reference to the fact that she didn't remember. Okay, okay. so what she's saying here, let me, let me translate bullcrap into English. What she's saying here is, yeah, we were a little shocked, too, that the New York Times took that out. Uh, but to soften the blow for the New York Times, we're going to come up with this implausible reason of why they did it, because it was really best of intent. It, what, we're not saying in any way, shape or form that this was a hit job. Right. We want to make sure that we the Times knows we love them and we'll back them up on anything they're going to say is the excuse. Yeah. The idea being that they mentioned her name twice, so they just took out both sentences with the name. And the other sentence was the one where she said, I don't really remember it. Seemingly an important piece of context yeah. in a story about an yeah. unproven accusation. Right. It's, I mean, you're it's right. It's not like Ethel, 58. Yeah, you right. can take that out. <laughs> yes, you can take that out. <laughs> People could do their own calculation <laughs> right, on the age. Right. To say that the person who was supposedly the victim of this horrible thing has no recollection of the thing occurring. Kind of an important thing. Kind of an important detail. Yeah. And, you know, uh, what we talked about last hour with John was is... Even more important. Right? So, can you... You want to walk yeah, people the through guy this? Who, this is an important okay, one. I so, have not heard this anywhere else. This story came from a guy, 
who went to school with Brett Kavanaugh at Yale. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's all you know. Well, this story came from a guy who went to school with him. Well, it's a little deeper than that. The New York Times says he's a uh, he's a thought leader in Washington. Well, he's a little bit more than that, too. He was the attorney that was defending uh, Bill Clinton on the Paula Jones case against Ken Starr. Ken Starr's assistant in that case was Brett Kavanaugh. So picture this for a second. Bill Clinton is being accused of exposing himself to Paula Jones. Right. In that case. Unzipping his pants and exposing himself and say, I want you to touch this. Right. Uh, In this case, on the prosecution side, is Brett Kavanaugh. On the defense side... Uh, is um, this guy is the guy who's making the accusation? Correct today. Today, and at no point does this guy bring up, "Hey, by the way, the attorney on the other side, I saw him expose himself and do this exact, exact same, same thing, thing at a party. just a few years ago yeah. when we were both in Yale." He doesn't tell anyone on the t- on the team. He doesn't Says tell the me- he doesn't leak it to the <clears throat> media. Nothing. Come on. Come on. When that thing was going down, they were throwing anything Everything. at anybody. They were destroying lives. Yes. But yes. they were like, oh, I have too much. I don't that that horrible assault I witnessed, I didn't want to bring that one up though. That come it, on. That is the biggest thing that is that is deleted from the Times. They didn't bring it up. The uh, nobody's bringing that up. The book's not bringing that up. Come yeah. on. Uh, it's just hard it's ridiculous. to ridiculous yeah, hard to believe and to have congress now actually stand there there is no justice there is no law i mean think of this the people who stand up and say i will protect and defend the constitution of the united states are now saying this happened with brent kavanaugh and we need to impeach him those are the people that are supposedly Standing up to defend your constitutional rights. The New York Times deletes important evidence. You don't know anything at all about the guy, the only guy who said, yeah, this is what happened. At the same time, the book that everybody is crying for impeachment, um, Professor Ford's good friend, her best friend, is in the book saying, I don't believe any of it that she said. I don't believe any of it. And they were practically blackmailing me and strong-arming me, Mm. trying to get me to testify that it was true. And I didn't, I wouldn't, and I don't think it's true. And yet you have people standing up now and saying, he's got to be impeached. The people you have placed to, uh, to protect your rights... To make sure that you are never unjustly accused and dragged through the mud. This is, for the first time, I really truly believe the only way to fix this thing is a complete and total reboot of the system. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, our car's basically robots on wheels. Um, We're not at the Transformers, but I don't think we're that far away from that. You know, those kind of things where it is just going to take you to work. It's going to drive 
every you know you drive your drive you and everybody in your household exactly where they want to go and you can sleep in the car these things are going to be phenomenal and phenomenally expensive to fix lover when something goes wrong when the computer chip goes wrong now you could be looking at three grand and if you don't have uh insurance or or a warranty if your warranty is now expired you need to extend that. You need to find a way to get the coverage that will cover you so you're not having to write a $3,000 check. Well, CarShield will do that. CarShield. CarShield.com. Don't let that check engine light change your life or the, the, the chip that goes down. Don't let that destroy you. Call 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code Beck or visit carshield.com and use the promo code Beck and get your car covered. Save 10% now. Carshield.com, promo code Beck. Jason Buttrill joins us now. Jason is our uh, head researcher and former military intelligence and has been watching Iran for me uh, for the last couple of days. We've been watching it, as you know, if you're a longtime listener of this program. I've been watching Iran since uh, 2001, uh, really, and been watching it intensely since about 2005 or six, when we started to really understand the the twelfth Imam and what these these uh, Shia believers uh, actually believe about how to bring um, the end of the world or the new era. Um, we would say bring Jesus back. They would say bring the twelfth Imam back. That twelfth Imam, if you read their scriptures and our scriptures, uh, we would describe that as the Antichrist. And the way to do that is to cause chaos. So we've been watching Iran, and I've told you before, chaos is the word that you need to look for. Uh, anything that causes chaos or confusion is not from a good source. And anyone who is trying to cause chaos and confusion, and I would put the media and many people in Washington, both parties, I, I would put a lot of people into uh, people who are enriching themselves on causing confusion and chaos. That is the real problem. We're about to see if if we are entering a new phase in the world. Uh, Jason is here. You have the latest from uh, the Pentagon that we now have confirmed that the missiles did come from inside Iran. That's what they have just said as of about 15 minutes ago, is that they have tracked the actual launch locations, and it's in southern Iran. So if that is true, there's it's going to be extremely hard for the U.S. not to respond to this. I've, I said yesterday that this makes absolutely no sense and that I probably won't even believe it if they say it came from Iran because conventional logic says that that's just stupid. That's not how Iran op- has operated in the past. Unless. Unless you factor in the ideology of the 12 or Shia. This is something that the, the, this is something that the world will pay no attention to, and you must. <clears throat> It, you do not have to buy into this. I want to make sure that atheists who are listening and even Christians or Muslims who believe in in the supernatural but don't believe in this. It doesn't matter what you believe. 
What matters is what the mullahs believe. They are Twelvers, and they believe that at the end of the world, before the great change, before Jesus comes back, which they believe Jesus will come back, but he will testify as a prophet to the uh, divinity of Muhammad. Um, the Twelvers believe that they can hasten the return of the promised one by causing terrible global bloodshed that you have to throw the world into chaos and you must also vaporize the Jew. You got to look at this in the context of what's going on right now in the next couple of weeks. Why this attack now? Why did it happen? Um, Rouhani uh, has said that he's at least or made you know uh comments that he'd be willing to talk to president trump he's talking to uh no, that's the, the president the president right um he's talking to uh he's been talking to macron french president macron they've been trying hard to get a deal done to bring iran back into the nuke deal right and and uh president trump has said he's willing to meet with him right okay. and that's going on in a couple weeks there's a u.n meeting where they're all getting together that's where they're trying to get this done okay now the who you're talking about the mullahs the clerical uh uh regime so you you have to understand this is their supreme council so their government has a president and a parliament or whatever all of the stuff that we would recognize from other countries but up above that is the supreme council they're like God. They speak for God, and they have their own military force. They control everything when they want to. So they can decide to do something and not go through any legal or any political entity at all. They can do whatever they want, and the president doesn't even have to know about it. The president doesn't have to know about it. The, uh, their head of, uh, their, basically their version of the Secretary of State, Javad Zarif, He's always denying all these things that's going on. And I don't doubt he doesn't, he is denying because he has no idea. The, uh, what you talked about, their military arm within the clerical portion is called the IRGC. And um, they're the ones that have the Quds Force. They're the ones that are trying to encircle uh, Israel. They're the ones that operate all the militias like the Houthis in Yemen, um, like all the other militia, Hezbollah. Uh, Soleimani is their commander, and he's the, he's the most famous figurehead for them. You see him all the time in the media. Um, they are, they've got a very specific mission. And just like you said, is to eventually encircle Israel because that is where the end of the world will trigger. Right. And this makes sense. If you're trying to, if your goal is to create bloodshed, chaos, and vaporize the Jew, um, you don't want this meeting, right? You, you want that nuke program yes. to be free and encumbered and to go forward. You can lie about it. But if you're close enough, it would make sense. Look, we're close. Just get the thing done and let's use it. Right. And go ahead, pick fights, because the more unstable the world, the faster the end will come. So that's exactly I did not believe this at first. But then we were talking yesterday and I was like, geopolitic geopolitical rules are set in stone. And that's why nations usually always act the same regardless of who's in power. But every once in a while, you'll get a Lenin. You'll get a Mao, you'll get a Hitler or an ideology like the Nazis that completely upends all logic on it. That is what the IRGC is doing right now in Iran. It's very possible this is this is legit. I'm sure that if it is, we'll probably see satellite imagery coming out probably within the day. If we do, I would not be surprised at all if there is a military strike by the U.S. tonight. Would not the doubt The U.S. It. has to because uh, 
for the the mullahs to want to fight, they have things up their sleeve. They have to have um, had a global plan. If they're going to actually start to execute, destabilize, and wash the world in blood, <clears throat> then they would they would have had their allies and operatives know when we say go, when we give you, when you see the signal, go um, and create all kinds of chaos. If the United States looks like we are going after Iran and the world says it's the Houthis, um, even the man on the street says it's the Houthis, we lose uh, big time because the Muslim world will kind of ban against us on uh, the, the Shia Muslim world. Do you believe that? Yes. Uh, yeah. To, to, to a certain extent, I, I think a lot of the Muslim world there, Shia, uh, specifically the Shia are getting a little bit sick and tired of what Iran is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, especially their own people, uh, if this does, if this would kick off, let's say we, we attack them and the, the people in Iran, it's already a powder keg there. Uh, they just hit 50% inflation. Um, which their president promised them that would never happen again. Mm-hmm. They're there. Food prices are up over 80%. Uh, they're still doing demonstrations in the streets. They're ready to kick off. Now, if a military uh, event is triggered by these by this hardline group, the RGC and uh, all the mullahs and the, the Ayatollah, then this fracture is just going to continue to happen. Now, I think that's going to happen anyway through sanctions. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get to that point anyway. Mm-hmm. The problem is the, the president right now is restricted under alliances that he's had. They've been building an alliance in the Middle East between the Gulf nations and Israel. It's not signed, but it's just like it's what they're trying to do to counter Iran. The president's operating under that. I just don't want to play into the yeah. mullahs are picking a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to respond. You know, it's it's. I know we're talking about nukes and we're talking about people dying and, you know, global energy and everything else. But at you, you want it to be on your terms and they're picking a fight. Why punch down? So uh, I'm I'm really hoping uh, that the president uh, is putting us in the back of the bus instead of the front of the bus. I don't want to be driving this. Let Saudi Arabia. Why can't we just let say Saudi Arabia? Look, we'll sell you a new airplane if one of yours is shot down. This is your thing. They attacked you, not us. Take it. We'll support you at the UN, but we're not part of it. Yeah. I, I th- that would be a significant change from what? The past, I don't know, 30 years. A good change, wouldn't a, it? No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely a good change and that would help us kind of disconnect from that area. Would but, we would we get credit for disconnecting? No, I think we get killed so. for it. We get killed for it. Uh, by who? Uh, pretty much everyone. I, because anytime you disrupt that old world order, you know what I'm saying. That what always they call the oh, rules based. Work. Right. What would be the targets that we would hit? I, th- I think they would target specifically the sites. That I, I think that's why they're being so so vocal about it. They're, they're going to stay away from the their oil infrastructure because that will be they'll iranians will feel compelled to respond a lot more fiercely but if you respond directly towards those launch sites then that's a little bit less than hitting their oil infrastructure so that's the safer play for them it's not safe at all but it's the safest what does that do (laughs) 
I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess that's a response without really making anybody pay for it. Yeah, and it's it, and it's an attempt to not only knock out their capabilities, but to deter them from doing it again. So there, Iran is constantly testing us to see how we'll respond. We didn't respond at all to the drone when they shot down our drone. Yeah, uh, we didn't respond at all really to when they started taking tankers. So you see how it's escalating. What will, what will Saudi Arabia want to do? Do they want regime change there? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So they feel that destabilizing Iran would work to their advantage? I mean, it's it's an age-old battle that's been going on since Babylon and Persia. Really. I guess may it may unite their people. Is that a possibility that they the Saudis, the Saudis are united? Because the Saudis right now serious trouble are in serious trouble, and and their people don't have money. Their people are you know they're living, they're they're uh, Paris Hilton getting kicked out of the house <laughs> for the very first time, and yeah. have you go get a job without all this media stuff. This is this is what the kingdom's looking at right now. Look how symbolic this attack is, because that is. That's 80% of their income is their oil infrastructure. It's the most vital, most important thing in their country. And Iran just said we can hit that and knock it out whenever we want. Uh, the, the, Saudi Arabia is the largest welfare state in the, in, this, in the world. The only way they're able to keep their people like under control is because of that welfare state. Knock out the oil revenue, the people, their people will revolt faster than the Iranian people will revolt. It is, it, they, they are on the brink in Saudi Arabia. I, I, I warn you. That 2020 uh, is going to be a very volatile year. This may be the beginning of it. You destabilize Saudi Arabia and Iran. The entire place is on fire. And I don't mean the Middle East. I mean the entire world goes unstable. um, Because Iran will, because they're run by the mullahs, will try to wash the world in blood to hasten the return of the promised one. That is the thing that they, the Shias believe. It will wipe out the Sunnis. Every knee shall bow to a Shia leader, the 12th Imam. It will wipe out the Christians, the Jews, and everyone else. Please pray for guidance and pray for peace. Pray for guidance. Guidance, guidance. Lord, forgive us and please help us. Thanks, Jason. More on this tomorrow. I want to talk to you about a new exciting offer from MyPillow. By the way, I really think I have cracked the code now on sleep. I've never slept better than I have recently. I got something called a chili pad. Have you ever heard of chili pad? Oh, is that thing that makes your bed cool? It is the greatest thing ever. I have to talk to you about it. Mm. You you have to get one. I've cracked the code. Between my mattress... The the right pillows for my pillow and now chili pad. I have I'm getting better sleep than I've ever had before. Like like crazy. Like you know when you were twenty something and you could sleep all the way through and wake up refreshed. That kind of sleep. Wow. Anyway, my pillow uh, is is really part of that uh, that code. And right now, new radio listener specials. You enter the promo code Beck B E C K. At MyPillow.com, you're going to find all kinds of things, including a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty on their pillows. 
Plus, if you get Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Their sheets are really great. Love their sheets. MyPillow products include the dog bed for as low as $19.99. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for these great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So, Stu, you're going uh, going on vacation. Uh, I'm going to go see the the rents. Yes, uh, I'm going to take the kids. Go see the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be very. Can I tell you this too? Um, I was talking to my wife last night. Um, and we're going to a beach, like it's by the beach. Mm-hmm. And the kids aren't going to want to go in the water. She's like, don't mm-hmm. let them go in the water. I was like, what do you mean? I, what are you talking about? I have to take them in the water. We're going to a beach house. Well, the flesh eating bacteria. Oof. And so this is now the media is freaking people out. There's been a couple of people who have caught this swimming. Mm-hmm. Listen to the facts of this though. There's 118 mm-hmm. million people who go swimming every mm-hmm. year. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's only 205 cases of flesh eating bacteria. In America. So right now you're at a very low rate. 90% of those cases come from eating raw oysters. Okay, 90%. If you are unlucky enough to get this, you have over an 85% chance of surviving it. Mm-hmm. So it's not even deadly. It's 0.000002%. And the people who do die from it are almost entirely either elderly or with uh, compromised immune systems. So you are 3,462 times more likely to to die falling from your bed yeah. than fleshing bacteria. But the news is you. feeding is is featuring it like crazy. No, I hear you. Like it's like walking down the street, you're going to get hit with flesh-eating bacteria. I hear you. Damn NRA. The NRA. The NRA, man. What? But the NRA, they've been funding no. this this flesh-eating bacteria. I don't. And our politicians and our doctors are all being paid to keep quiet and come up with these fake statistics. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I, I hear you. That's why we've got to take your guns. Mm. And This uh, seems like a great time to go on vacation, do like I, right now. I think yeah. that... <laughs> You're the right guy to do it. You go there, you mm-hmm. you storm that beach, yeah. you get that MRSA or whatever it is, and take <laughs> away their guns, and you stick it to the NRA. I guess you really can blame everything on the NRA, <laughs> yes, can't you? you can. Yes, you can. You're listening to Glenn Beck. <laughs> 